Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce you to the members of the Posse. Girls, get ready. Sit yourself down. Start fanning yourself. Get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, your squeegee, and your loo, because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Juanie. You betcha. Hey, how you doing tonight, Mac? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, okay. and all ships at sea, especially all you girls. Go ahead. Yes. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Women don't mind being called girls, you know, especially in the UK here. They, oh, really? They yeah. It. Okay. All right. You Why? Know, it's, not, it's not like an insult or something. Oh, really? I was just going to say, it's, really. it's a yeah. misdemeanor and not a uh, felony. No, you don't have to be like under 18 to be called a girl. All right, hang on. Testimony later. Um, anyway, so I was going to ask you, how are things going on over there across the pond? But now I guess you've told us. It's it's uh, it's okay. We're, we're going to be moving pretty soon. Oh, really? Yeah? Moving to, moving to a, a, another flat. Okay. Mm. What about it's the hedgehog? That's all, hmm? What about the hedgehog? Bring him with you? The, the hedgehog is going to have to be uh, on his own. Ooh. I'm leaving the hedgehog house and the feeding station out there in the yard. I told the landlord he'd, he'd be happy to do what he can in, in feeding it, but really, he's going to be high. He's probably be high. I, I believe he's me to say okay. by the time we leave. So not if you can reach in there we're and get leaving, him. We're leaving the equipment, his house that he's hibernating in and wishing him a, a happy winter. I hate to say this, but actually there's two of them. The little one's hibernating in the house. I think the big one's hibernating. Uh-huh. We'll be hibernating in the garden someplace. There was a recipe online. For a hedgehog, hedgehog stew. Yes, uh, from a previous show. Anyway, thank you for the wrap up. The UK wrap up. <laughs> one yeah. one. No Coco tonight, but our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Wood, is down there in Flat Tire, West Virginia. Switch. Great to be here tonight. How, how are things with you? Oh, beyond wonderful. Now, what's the what's the meaning of the red shirt? Look at how, look at how much. Oh, it's, a, it's a point flipping shirt. A what? Nice. Okay. What is that? Some kind of what's that? Some kind of obscene uh, message on there? It, it's like not a, obscene. It's a piece of history, you know. And, huh? uh, it's the uh, where the uh, some say the first battle of the Revolutionary War took place, right down there. Where's where that? The rivers mingled. Fort Sumter, you mean? No, wait a minute. Where where did the first? No, uh, Lexington and Concord. Revolutionary. Yeah, there's War. others that say no. It was Point Pleasant, West by God, Virginia. That the, the Rev- Revolutionary War started down there. It was you people who started the whole thing. Hey, hey, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into the, the okay. history. I, I know, I know the weird history better. I don't believe it. In the uh, actual history, well, and you're a transplant history, so. anyway, right? Yeah, so they can you, find it out. Yes. They can have another revolution there to try know. and sort of. We'll out. find it out. <laughs> uh, also, that voice you hear in the house with us is UFO mechanic Alan Aldo. Al, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mac. How's uh, everyone doing? Uh, you know, you pretty good, Al. Yeah. 
Uh, Steve, you, you're a transplant there, so you they couldn't blame you anyway, right? I get blamed for everything. Well, yeah, you'll be the first one they come and get, <laughs> believe me. Uh, anyway, uh, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club, WC. How you doing? You know, Mac, I'm I'm really excellent, excellent tonight. Uh huh. Good. Why? Good to see you, Club. I, I don't know why. I've been I've been sitting here all day. Really? Yes. Trying to figure since I woke up this morning. Uh huh. That I'm just excellent. Wow. I look in the mirror, I, I, I talk to my wife, everything. It just. Hmm. I, I, you must I have bet the under big time. On well, the yeah, game. Did you get the under on that uh, Buffalo game or something? No, I just it's just something mentally tonight. Okay. And maybe, you know, I'm thinking about the show. I get, you know, a little nervous beforehand. But really? Just, so do we. How about those? Just, how about the gummies? How about the gummies I sent you? Yes? No? Maybe. Okay. That has something to do with it. Good to know. You know uh, anyway. Anyways, I, I, just, um, I just don't know what to tell you. Hmm. And I hope I could. Pass this on, this feeling, for the rest of your sure. life. I hope so, too. I hope it's catching. Yeah. Anyway. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a frisky mood tonight. The, the real reason I wanted to point this out a few uh-uh. minutes ago is I think I watched uh, Boondock Saints for probably the fifth uh, time. Don't bring that before up. She went, before she went to bed. See, you know you know my history with that, right? Um, I'm not sure, other than uh-huh. that Billy Connolly looks like you in that movie. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. How long has he been dead? About <laughs> five years? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, another one of these guys from Scotland. You know, anytime they, you see them singing or doing a joke, it's always about, uh, oh, if I can get back to Scotland and stuff. But they're always there. They never go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're talking about Billy Conley, the comedian guy? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I have a question. I, I was looking at Switch down there. You know, I always, one thing about Switch, he, he always causes me to think about things. And I'm tonight I, I gotta ask you. And okay. I hope not, it's not insultive. I'm I'm really concerned. Let's we'll we'll, we'll, well decide just, that. He's he's wearing that face mask and I just want to make sure that you're not that face fungus isn't back, is it? Oh, oh, I, I, oh I, you know, you usually don't wear a mask on the show. No, he's good. Except ahead. when you have the face fungus. Switch. No, this is a, this is uh, truly how handsome I usually am. You have ten seconds wow. to rebut. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> I think he looks good tonight. I think he looks like um a uh, college professor who just uh, threw it all away and is now, you know, um, roughing it in the uh, doing a Hemingway. Yeah, doing a Hemingway exactly. All right, drinking scotch. And, in the and, and I just, I just failed club's midterms. There you go. Okay. Yeah, well, a tough one. Uh, Al, uh, club inter- interrupted you. What were you saying? I, uh, I honest, apologize. I can't remember. God, I can't remember. Yeah, this is. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think has been going on here before we get on the show? Anyway. Wow. Um, so uh, also with us. Is uh, up there in um, Sideways, New York. Our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven, how are you doing tonight, Raven? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Everything's everything's doing good with excellent, us. Raven. Yeah, We're doing great. You're looking great tonight. Looking good. Got yeah. the bun going. Well, literally got the bun going. Yep. Okay. Yes, thank you. I wanted to look really nice for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you hard to get more nice than you are. Yeah, well, Gee, well, I don't think we've ever heard that before, as it turns out. But look, <laughs> so the whole gang is here. Uh, and why don't we just uh, – uh, we have a lot of different things uh, going on tonight, but why don't we start uh, with uh, Club's favorite thing, the top ten list, the top ten list tonight, okay? And uh, Raven has it. I hope, Raven, right? You got it? Yep, I have it right here. Okay, the, the title of tonight's top ten, and I have to tell you that the original title was going to be – the original topic was going to be top ten reasons why Al's bees are going to Florida – <laughs> and all I could think of is uh, Mac paid them off to fly back with like 
<laughs> with little packets in their bee anuses. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. well, it's like 60,000. We would, it would add up. Anyway, so I stopped there, luckily. And Florida so, or bust. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> Flying in know. formation, and what you see is. Imagine trying to frisk bust. all those bees. Anyway, um, uh, so instead we have top 10 reasons why Santa Claus isn't going out this year. Okay, top 10 reasons why Santa Claus is not going out this year. We'll start the music now. Please, Raven, number 10. Number 10. His contract expired and the world did not pick up his option. <laughs> okay, time to be out, put out the pasture. Number nine, this will go quick. Number nine, Mrs. Claus is on his ass again about staying out all night. Yeah, that was a little dirty uh, earlier in the oh. afternoon, but I had to clean it up for the club. All right, next, please, number eight. We'll go quick on this. Brave. Rudolph has the shits. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yuck. Well, Next, please. Let's see a vet. Raven. <laughs> yeah, they don't Santa. It's like somebody throwing up on the merry-go-round, flying back at you. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. Next, please, Raven. Number seven. The last time you went down a chimney, it took firemen two hours to get them out. <laughs> I see that happening. Okay. I'm surprised that didn't happen more often. I know, really. Well, how many dead Santas there are in chimneys? Especially these uh, chimneys. Chimneys around here are pretty small. Uh, go, please. Raven, there's the top ten reasons mm-hmm. why Santa Claus is mm-hmm. not going out this Christmas. Number six, he's finally realized there's a thin line between what he does and a third degree breaking and entering charge. Uh, when you think about it, in the nighttime, as it turns wow. out. <laughs> wow. Club, are you, are you as enthusiastic and feeling as excellent as you were ten minutes ago? Well, I got to admit, there's some, something happening here. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, it's positive. Okay, next, please, uh, Raven. <laughs> Number five. He read in Forbes that the bald-headed asshole at Amazon is getting his own sleigh and reindeer. He read in Forbes. Al, how can you laugh if you're away from the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh. <laughs> next, please, Raven. Number four, last time he almost got shot down over Greenland. Wow, next, please. Okay, we're bringing the club. Come back to us. Next, please. I think I'm going to join Rudolph. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, Next, please. Raven, get us out of this. Number three, the elves have been plotting, plotting, plotting against him, so he must stay home. The elves have been plotting, plotting, plotting against him. So he must stay home. Oh. I thought you said in the, from the nursing home. <laughs> Al, you can sit back now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, next, please. Number two. He got a date with Kim Kardashian instead. Okay. Santa likes his booty. <sighs> Santa's into the booty. Once again, had to clean that up for the audience. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> I think we're at the end. Raven, where are we? Yes. And the number one reason Santa isn't coming this year. Screw it, the little bastards. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So can we clap for it at least? Clap for my effort. Uh, Unbelievable. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Raven, for uh, joining us. Uh, Everything okay with you? (laughs) Wow. Maybe I should have stuck with the ones why why Al's bees going to Florida. I just had to think of (laughs) nine more. Uh, Everything good with you, Raven? Everything's great. Mm -hmm. Everything's fantastic. Good, I'm good, so good. glad to be here tonight with you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you all look so handsome. Uh, <laughs> Thank oh, you. Wow. What are you uh, drinking okay. tonight, Raven? Yeah, well, how drunk are you? 
No, I don't have any rose-colored glasses on. I'm drinking one of those weed drinks. And those oh, weed what? Drinks. Weed drinks. What are they? Show it. What is it? Tell us. It's a levier, um, cannabis-infused blueberry oh. cobbler. Oh, <laughs> a weed. A That's weed. gonna witch like me. Look. <laughs> I like it. A weed drink, okay. Unbelievable. Now it all fits. So, so uh, tell us, Raven, can you, if you drank one of those uh, in the middle of the day without any kind of other uh, elevation uh, materials, would you be able to? Would you feel it, or is it something that you just kind of drink on the side, if you know what I mean? Um, drink on the side, but if I have a couple, oh my god, I get so hungry. I just want to grab all the hot dogs right around me. Wow. Well, okay. All right. These kids call that the munchies. I thought you were about to say something there, Raven. Were you? No, I don't know. No. Okay. Can you think of something real quick? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, we know that you're busy and that you have to go and uh, do your homework or something, right? Yes, I have to prepare some blueprints for my next Diabolical plan. Oh, really? Okay, cool. That sounds like Raven. All right, well, oh, wait. Yeah, I'm Raven. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just go hang out. It still sounds like her, actually. So thanks, Raven, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Let's clap for Raven. You know, we don't really clap for her that much. And I oh, think we Even close yeah. clapping. All right, we'll see you next week, okay? Okay, thanks. Okay, yeah, see you later. Night, Raven. Yep, see yeah. you. You too. Okay. Yeah. All right. why, don't we, why don't we take a well-deserved commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Molly's Milk Tracks, our show here in the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super terrorist hit six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs up. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney. On sale now on Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Bill Trackstar Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight, girls. Well, first of all, well, girls for all of the people in the posse, but you know who is here. First in line, as always, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me again, again on the show. I live for this, as you know. Did you have fish and chips sometime in the last week? 
Actually, no, I didn't. Hmm. I've been fish and chips free for the last like t- couple oh. of weeks. Huh? I don't huh? know why. Actually, it's just uh, it's just the way it is. Oh, that's a hard thing for me to get back sick and forth of. on our dietary habits. What else do you get? If you go to a you know quote unquote English restaurant, which is kind of like an oxymoron, what do they have? Uh, just pub food, right? Don't they just pub food yeah, everywhere? Kind of. I don't know. It's well, it's, it's a meat and potatoes kind of place. So yeah, right, you, you, yeah. there's a lot of uh, steak and Stuff. potatoes, yeah, mat, yeah, you know, yeah. roast beef and potatoes, you know. Mashed peas. I'm not a mashed, mashed pea big and Big with the mashed peas. Mashed pea. I'm okay with peas, but I don't like mashed peas. Are the, uh, are the names of the pubs like, you know, the ball and chain and the, you know, peacock and donkey and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird yeah. names, you know. Yeah, those British, you know, they're really funny. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, no cocoa tonight, but our national correspondent down there in West Virginia. Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. How you doing? Great to be here. Is it, though? Well, who does he look like, man? Not switchy? Yeah, let me uh, introduce our security chief. Willie Club is here. Willie. You know, Mac, it really is great to be here, but you, you introduce me and then you, you want me to answer some kind of a question about switch. No. You know, you're baiting me, and, and I, I don't want to be like that. It's I'm, baiting As I told you earlier, I'm, I'm really a different person today. I'm very positive. Really? Huh? Even after that top 10? That's interesting. Well, I got over it. I went in with Rudolph, and now I'm back. Hang on, hang on. Also in the studio as well, in the house with us tonight, is Bob the Ghost, and also UFO mechanic, El Ronaldo. El. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Hey, where's uh, where's Bob hanging? I don't know. I haven't seen him tonight, which is always a bad sign, because at some point, but you know what's really kind of weird? Two things, okay? So uh, we're here in Exeter, New Hampshire, as you all know, and I was out on the porch earlier, getting a breath of fresh air, and it sounds like Bigfoot is tromping around down in the swamp, in the swamp around the antenna. Like, there's something down there. What the, what's that, a freaking moose? So I got right in here. So anyway, and then just a little while ago, getting another breath of fresh air. Now, the, the weird thing about XRN, I don't want to be the guy that pops the bubble, but there's a really large air base nearby, PZ Air Force Base. It is not as busy as it used to be. But the uh, aerial tankers that we were talking about earlier fly out over the Atlantic, still take off from there. You know, and they're, they're, they're big aircraft, constantly flying. I just saw one, couldn't really hear it. I could hear it, but I was thinking, yeah, if you couldn't hear that thing, it looks pretty strange. It does. It's all flashing lights and stuff, very low. Yeah. Comes over Exeter and just lands, you know, and it's really the next town over. So, you know, who knows? It's kind of an odd place anyway. There's a lot of kind of stuff going on around up here. First in the sky, and we saw fireworks on the way up here. I'm like, what the? I thought it was a flashback. And it, we're not talking small fireworks. We're no, talking real, big. you know, display, you know, big stuff. Yeah, kind of scares you when and you're going on the kind of, You know, we're on the highway, and I looked at it and said, what could be going on over there? Hmm. I mean, there's only the Seabrook dog track. It might be a casino. Might have opened as a casino. Might, yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, the funny other funny thing, not really funny, but funny funny, is that this weekend, Pete, let me borrow the clown car. Because they had to move some stuff, and it turned out to be a complete Chinese fire drill. I hate to use that term, but you know, lugging it, bringing it up to the place. They don't take couches, and we're trying to do the the right thing. It doesn't work. But do people give, get looks? They get the looks driving around in that thing. It's a very, very brightly colored. It looks like a con car. You know, it's a truck, little truck. And um, I think if you're not driving along in the middle of the summer or something, it looks very odd. Uh, but well, it's got a vinyl wrap. I don't think what, I've what, seen it. Is it 
There's the wrap, a Seacoast Oldies wrap. Yeah, yeah, he's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got all the, the graphics. The whole thing is wrapped in graphics for Seacoast Oldies. Right, yeah. And right, like you said, yeah. it's, it's bright yellow. Bright, and, bright, bright, bright yellow. And it's a good-sized Ford uh, SUV. Something, yeah, it's a little. Yeah, so, it's pretty sharp. It's pretty hard. sharp. Yeah. Right, but when you're driving okay. it, you know, people look at you kind of weird. You yeah, know, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And it and it has uh, it needs a sticker, it needs an oil change, and it needs one of the tires needs air. Oh well. I look at the what could go wrong at the control board. It's like you know I'm getting messages all the time. But anyway, the clown car. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, I want to say speaking of clowns, but I can't say that. But the guy who was in charge of the U.S. government's like office of whatever the hell they want to call it, uh, UEP, whatever it is. Okay, he's the guy that they put in charge of this new kind of UFO investigating department, whatever. Uh, he was a professor, Georgia professor, and so on and so forth. Did this, did that. Well, anyway, he resigned. He resigned a few days ago, which was kind of odd. And his 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 pad his potting, I don't want to say potting shot, but his potting statement basically said, "Look, this is what we found out." We don't know what UFOs are, but they're either one or two things. They're either our enemy spying on us or they're not from this earth. Okay? Our backyard projects. And so it, all Something I can like say, that. I'm going to throw this to uh, Club in a second because he's looked into it. But all I can say is the first of the really crazy videos is, I mean, UFOs have been with us since biblical times. So obviously the Russians and Chinese aren't doing them now then. Obviously, the Russians and Chinese weren't doing them then. Also, in 2004, it was like when the first kind of tic-tac, whatever you want to call uh, videos. Okay, so that's that's where we the first really kind of captured these very weird things, doing all these kind of odd things, flying in a way that is not possible aerodynamically. Uh, but that's now 20 years ago, 20 years ago. And I can guarantee you the Chinese, the Russians don't have anything then, not alone now, that can match what they saw those – Things on camera doing, and I just can't. So I'm going to throw in the uh, bumper right here. Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you, it's time for the Club Report. And Club, what do you have for us? Well, Mac, you know, uh, speaking of that particular area that he was working, it's called the, uh, the acronym it is AARO, and it stands for the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And this guy's name is uh, Sean F uh, Kirkpatrick. Okay. Now, he's been around a long time. He's, he's a physicist, uh, what they call a laser and material physicist. And prior to taking over that role in 2022, when this, this unit was formed, um, he was in defense intelligence area. So mm. he's... You know, he's not coming from uh, wacko land, but right, he yes, really sir. has some, some odd views. I mean, the main thing is that, uh, and he's saying that he only was going to take the job for a year anyways. He was retiring out of the government, I believe. And then they said to him, well, why don't you take over this uh, unit for a short term? Yep. But, you know, the rumors out there that they just, you know, they really can't keep him in that position mm -hmm. because of some of the things he talks about. Uh, I think the other thing is that back in March, he co-authored a paper about alien motherships. Oh, wow, huh? Yeah, and uh, uh, alien probes, oh, oh. and he talks about uh, they could be a parent uh, craft. So he's really into this. But the, the thing that caught my attention when I was reading about him is 
It, it includes the, the one about that cigar-shaped mm-hmm. vessel. Remember that we talk a lot about it. Yeah, that thing that I'm came in. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it. Yeah, it came into our solar system. Omagama, Omagama Guma. I thought it was Hawaiian or something. but <laughs> Something you know. like that. But anyway, so I, I think I he's thought, a basketball player for the year. Uh, no, that's no, right. <laughs> but I, but I really thought that I, I looked at some of the paper and I really thought it would give me more information about yes. that cigar-shaped thing. But he sort of goes off uh, in that uh, in different ways. Yeah, but yeah. Um, one of the things is, you know, they for some reason um, he's he's really going after the government about cover-ups too. I think that might have had a lot to do with it. Okay. Because he's he's uh, he, when he met with the press and Politico and all that, you know, they ask him questions, and he's he's very open about that. But then he was, so he's um, not playing the game. He's not playing ball, as they say. Yeah, you know the you know those those jobs are very highly public relations things more than anything. Yep. And he seems to be using it, you know, to sell his papers and some, but but, some but is and, okay. But isn't then. Um, hmm. Okay, so are you saying that maybe what he's saying? I thought that was a very bold statement from someone who's in a position to maybe know. I mean, let's face it; he probably knows a lot of stuff, and 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 he's got to know that they can't be Russian or Chinese. So, what's left? You know, I mean, that's the way I like that. You know, did you see him? Well, Al? Just yeah, I, I read up a little bit of it, and yeah, he. I mean, he said nothing, but. He said, "Hey, take your pick." Yeah, he goes, I, you know, "Goodbye." I, I can't tell you what it is. He's probably going to write a book. I'm sure it's gonna, there's a book thing, and he's going to go on a book to a blah blah blah. But the interesting thing, in in my opinion, is who they put in this place. Go ahead, club. Yeah, you know they they did appoint uh, someone coming in now. Um, I don't know this other person's background, but I'll guarantee you, it's certainly going to be someone with much. Lower profile. Yeah, yeah. But, but just for an example, you know, I'm looking at this, and there, there was a whistleblower that got involved in this thing. Yeah, he was insane. Now that guy. Go ahead, yeah, please. There was a yep. big exchange in the media, and yeah. this whistleblower had that there were allegations about widespread alien cover-ups yeah. in the government's possession of reverse-engineered alien technology, and uh, the, uh, Kirkpatrick had called that insulting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, anyways, uh, See, I think they plant these. I think they have these people. I mean, why would they have these people testify before them if they know that they're nuts? You know what I mean? What are you doing? Well, what's what's the what's yeah, the plan? Think, well, it's his credentials. I I think you know if you read his credentials. And no, not this guy. I mean, the woman, the the whistleblower. I mean, I saw. Oh, yeah, they saw, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, come on, man. You know, I mean, you got to get down to what is kind of real, if you know what I mean. So. But anyway, go ahead. Well, anyways, his replacement is going to be Tim Phillips, mm. right? But again, they have not given us any background. I'll be interested to see what sounds he's like, coming from. Sounds like a pharmacist but, uh, or something, doesn't it, Tim Phillips? But, uh, but I'll guarantee you that it'll be a lot quieter. But yeah, that sounds like it. a real interesting guy. This uh, if he doesn't write a book, if he's not on, you know, like John Oliver within a year or so. Then I'll say, okay, that's fine. But if he's, I mean, it's easy. If you're in that position, first of all, you probably got paid a lot of money. And number two, he could go right in back into the defense intelligence, you know, world. Sure. No, no yeah. problem. You know, he'll probably get twice as much. But you money. watch. He's, he's speaking up a lot now. You see different quotes. So okay. Yeah. He's, he's going obviously going to make some money on this uh, speech. Like you say, whether he writes a, a 
Maybe we can know, get him on the show. New York Times bestseller or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. He'll do that, and then, and then he'll run out of money, and then his agent will drop him, and then he starts writing for UFO magazine, and then he gets on our show. But I was really impressed when he got appointed. <laughs> Just spiraling downward. <laughs> we wave really goodbye. That's that, all. That area that they developed, that old domain area, that that was going to really do something. But it sounds like it's just a political thing. Mm -hmm. you know? So we'll That's see. That's too bad, yeah. Too Is bad. the all domain uh, organization a replacement for the what was a formerly called the unidentified anomalous yeah, phenomenon? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, they've done this a few times. Three they times. They keep updating the, the, it sounds like they keep changing the name, but it doesn't sound like they're really doing much. What they do? I mean, that they change yeah. the name. I think the names change, but the game is the same. Right, and that is uh, deliberate obfuscation or oh, nothing to word. see here, or you know, this, this Sergeant Schultz uh, response. That, uh, listen, that is the word, I and I'll tell nothing. you the way that they'll do it. We should get X on here because he'll tell you how they'll do it. It's like, okay, there's three of them now. Let's say that there's four or five in the next five years. If you go looking, if you're like a freedom of information guy or something, if you go look and they're going to go, oh, he, that was in number two. You know, we don't right. know where that is. You know, uh, and then go to number four. They'll have you running in circles forever. It, it's just, if this was going to be this big announcement they were making in 2018, it hasn't happened. It's been six years of, uh, you know, no Viagra, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. No, so anyways, it's a disappointment that uh, that area and that unit hasn't really done anything, anything now mm. with this guy stepping down. But it was interesting because, you know, the main reason that they he supposedly is stepping down is uh, because he reported that sightings of objects flying through the sky over the U.S. are either the work of foreign nations or aliens, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, one that the latter would be be the preferred scenario so, <laughs> so i think someone again. some red flag went up and said ah, we gotta shut the lights off for a while but, but, but here's, the, here's <laughs> the thing though here's the thing well, is, the, go ahead there's supposedly 800 uh investigations that are in progress or is it 800 that's backlogged because wow, uh be there's a lot of work that needs to be done because they said oh we don't know what they were, we're well get you know you know what i mean it. get a bunch of college students hire a thousand college students like you would do with some other kind of you know defense contract yeah. and just have them you know you know, I'm sorry to get back to that 800 question that you had, uh, Juan. Yeah, he, they investigated more than 800 cases during his brief stint as a director. So, all right, and that's where he warned of the presence of USO UFOs. All right, although there's no hard evidence of aliens, you know, he said the alternative was much more frightening. But but so, <laughs> what does that leave us? I mean, that tells us absolutely nothing. You know what that's I mean? Right. Does, it, does he? What's he know? I don't know. I, I think they just you know. I think it's it's it's, it's a merry-go-round. They just keep kind of changing it every once in a while. But I want to throw out that switch for a second, just real quick, club. Okay, so switch. Isn't it funny that this thing that entered the um, solar system a few years ago? It it, it looked like a cigar. I also looked like a big Italian sub or something. And it has. A, yeah. I thought it was a Hawaiian. I thought it was a Hawaiian name too, but it was. It seemed Hawaiian. A lot of, lot of letters, a lot of vowels. Um, and it's funny that people see. I mean, the number one UFO that people see is not the flying saucer. It's a cigar-shaped object. Historically, isn't it funny that things are shaped like cigars? Or is it just? Is that just the Dr. Freud in me asking? I don't know. It's one of one of the basic shapes. It seems that in more recent years, Ted Phillips was a colleague with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Oh, good. Okay. And he, 
he investigated thousands of trace landing cases. Yes, yes. Uh, where where people had some kind of effect from the craft or whatever. He said that he he noticed that uh, in the in the last uh, all I don't know ten or fifteen years he he, he died not too long ago. He said that uh, uh, he was seeing much more in the way of sort of like light phenomena, blobs of light. And hmm. not necessarily very big ones, and then ones that would uh, separate and come together. Yes, yes. So it's not that the other ones, the cigars and the saucers and the discs, went away, but it's, it's almost like the uh, there was this change hmm. in, uh, in over time as there. Well, you know, we had the the mysterious airships, uh, the ghost right. flyers, and the ghost planes. So it, the things aren't static; they do change. They change in what people see. It's very odd, very strange. That's a very kind of weird aspect to it. But club, please go on. Well, Mac, I, I wanted to check a little further. And believe it or not, the, the name is Hawaiian. Oh, wow. wow. And it, because it was discovered by a telescope in Hawaii. Oh, wow. No wonder. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh. so that's why they uh, it got that name. So we were pretty sharp to realize that that was Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why, uh, but, you know why Vincent it Price— it says, you know, they're still talking about They're still thinking about this thing. It hasn't gone away as far as research. Right. You know, but they they some people think it's a probe sent, uh, you know, intentionally to Earth. It's a big one. You know, by an alien civilization. Yes, yes. It, it needed some better body styling. Hey, I know. I'm looking at a picture of it here yeah. online, and yeah, it does look like. I remember it. It looks like a, it looks like a cigar, but it also looks like a part of the human. Uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. Listen. It looks like yeah. I, I, well, if you, it you, had a couple of round things, it would look. You, you, know, you see what you want to see. It looks like a phallus. Listen, no one. It, yeah, it looks it like does. a turd. Slow down, uh, okay. No, it looks. It, it, it looks like. Saying a, it looks like a schmeckle. Okay, hang yeah. On. Now, <laughs> in this, I'm not sure if we can really say that. Oh, a, a real hard one. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey, look. Speaking of Hawaiian, <laughs> you remember? Do you remember why uh, Vincent Price got thrown off of Hollywood Squares? Right. <laughs> why? Why? So you know how they'd ask them the questions, and a lot of the a lot of the answers were just made up by these comedians. That and they gave them the answers. They knew what the questions were going to be, and they gave them the answers. But they but sometimes they would just make them up. And uh, the question was, does it take more than three words to say "I love you" in Hawaiian? <laughs> and he says, "No, it takes a coconut and a twenty. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's perfect. Never invited back. Vincent Price. Anyway, so, uh, Claude, please uh, continue. Well, you know, that, that pretty much wraps it up. I think the important thing is now that let's see what happens to this agency. Yeah. Maybe the next thing is now they brought a new guy and they'll probably change the name again. Yeah, but if the guy sure. was, uh, but, you know, if he was connected to, to uh, J. Allen Hynek, uh, then, then I, I have a little bit of hope because don't you switch? I mean, Heineck was a guy who actually literally, you know, jumped, uh, you know, on the other side of the river. He was a government employee. Yep. He was put in charge of Blue Book, whatever the hell they were doing at the time. And then he saw he saw evidence, not a lot of evidence, but he saw evidence of a few that he just could not explain. And he knew he was an astronomer at, yeah. at Northwestern University. He knew his stuff and, and very much a skeptic at first. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, he started listening to these reports and began to believe there was really some substance to them. Right, right. And and that and the way he figured, and, and it's a good way to think about it, if just one of them is true, if just one in a million UFO cases are true, 
then they all might as well be true. Do you know what I mean? If just one is true, then if there's one case of you know aliens yep. or however you want it, on Earth, hey, like a ghost, if only one ghost story is true, then they're all true in a way. Yeah. You know, so I think there's some credibility to it. I mean, the main thing is too. You know, he co-authored that with this guy Loeb, who's a Harvard professor who was mm-hmm. the chair of Harvard's he's a little astronomy nuts. department. He's a little nuts too, though. That decade. guy. He's always in the globe. He's a little. He's a little yeah. cuckoo. He's the guy who said that they found. Um, you know, pieces of an alien craft off in New Guinea. Yeah, but it was about six it. months ago. Yeah, yeah, he's one of, kind of a headline-grabbing guy over in Harvard. Well, he's the big one on the, on this uh, the spaceship. The, the thing, Obama, the, yeah, the cigar, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's the one that's suggesting it's actually an alien spaceship. And even today, he still is, uh, you know, he hasn't changed his uh, thinking on that. Well, you know, he's, he, let me put it this way, is... The idea that this might be a, an alien mothership running around, who knows, okay? But the idea that they might be, I hate to use the word probes, but from another world, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it's not the f- most far out thing you've ever heard. I mean, we use probes to no, go in the ocean not. and, you know, so why not? We know, but, you know, well, we've, but we've got people like this that sure. have credentials as far as being physicists and astronomers. I mean, this isn't just some person. You know, that you're next to a neighbor saying, oh, I think this is it. Yeah. I mean, these are people that have built a reputation over the years. Yeah. Yep. So you you got to give it some, as crazy as it sounds, you know, and uh, I think we all are hoping that during our lifetime we'll, we'll end up finding that they're uh, our cousins and whatever out there of ours. You don't want my cousins out there, I can tell you that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, that. I was going to say, speaking of Irish cousins, but there's absolutely no gazenta. So, uh, thank you, Club. We appreciate it. Let's give Club a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. What would he look like? What would Club look like if he completely shaved his head? He'd look like Lex Luthor, wouldn't he? I mean, seriously, look at if you. Wow. Huh? Okay. All right. Maybe next year. Um, if you don't mind me, I'll start looking like Switch. Oh, 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 oh. wow. Because just a dream. Just a dream. <laughs> switch. Speaking of switch, I want to switch over to you, Switchy. One of yes. these uh, new flying cars is called the Switchblade, by the way. Really? Are you getting residuals? Have they contacted you yet? I'll sue them. Okay. Um, so before that happens, uh, let me just uh, ask you what you had for breakfast. Let me just kind of see if I can psychically see what what did he have. He's pulling his chin as in thought. Did he go out? Last week he didn't go out. He made it for himself. He might be hooked on that. He may be becoming a hermit. No, I'm going to say he went out. I'm going to say you went he to the. He loves to cook uh, now. Yeah, you think? See, that would be that be that become a habit. You know, must have saved a lot of money. But uh, I think he experimented with chicken and waffles this time. I'm going to say uh, he he went out and got something strange. A little little piece of the strange. What do you say? Switch. Don't disappoint us. Well, it was pretty standard fare. I did go out, uh, but I, I and I drove up to Tudor's Biscuit World. Okay. I had the again. I love that classic yeah. breakfast yes. with uh, scrambled eggs and bacon. What was the name of it again? The All American Toast. I had a, a biscuit. Okay. All right. What was it? What was it? You got to do that again. Uh, so you had what did you have? I had the what they call the classic breakfast. Okay. Yep. Where you you have eggs and uh, any way you want, and yes. uh, you know whether you want uh, sausage or bacon or ham or whatever. Yes. What you so have? I got two scrambled eggs. Yes. Uh, uh, several strips of bacon mm. and uh, hot black coffee, along with a biscuit. Wow, man! Oh man, that was uh, eleven bucks. Um, you don't have to tip though. That's where he goes there. Club, don't say that. That's not right. Yeah, I've been to Bob Evans recently a couple times. I've okay. given some pretty good tips. Yes, yes, yeah. 
Hmm. Still sounds like great food, man. Every time I hear it, you know. The biscuit world place sounds really good. I think yeah, the first, right, time, first thing I'm going to do when I drive down there is. Got biscuit world? I go back to the United States is go to Tudor's Biscuit World. Yeah. Very cool. You need to check it out. Hmm. I'll take Switchy out and it'll be on me. No. All right. Huh, okay. Come on down. Promise. Why don't you drag him to Flama's Kitchen? <laughs> Get him really involved. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Last picture I got from Farmer's Kitchen that involved one of the workers. She was cuffing Juan Juan. Just right. Correct or not. Just as a cop. Kind of. Yeah. Just, you know. Love he, cuff. He's there with his hands out, you know, please. Well, really? anyway, yeah, yeah. Nice. Do you have a safe, <laughs> do you have a safe word, Juanie? You and her? Yeah. Be uh, more, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that, why don't we take a break? Go ahead, Al, please. I was going to say, I. Um, I have uh, jury duty coming up very shortly. Oh, wow. And uh, after Lawrence District Court. Oh, even more fun. Right. Now, I've already postponed it once. Yes. So I, I've tried. What I used to do, which was a great thing back a number of years ago, is you reschedule to the Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, good idea. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you get canceled instantly because no judge is going to come back on Friday to start a thing. Yeah. Well, now they blacked out that day. Yeah, so you can't, can't use. So I had to go a couple of days after that. So I'm figuring they're still not going to really go for it. And I'm waiting. You know, I just got the thing in the mail yesterday saying, "Oh, by the way, you know, you got really you yeah. got it coming up later in the month." So on the back of the document they send you, there's a questionnaire you have to fill out. Yes, fully, truthfully, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> have you seen your phones? And uh, one of them was, uh, <laughs> you know, have you uh, <laughs> have you ever worked? At uh, any law enforcement, yes. Well, I worked at. You the, were a prison guard, right? Right. Yeah. So okay. I, I first thing I was like, oh, 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 that oh might, you that might get you out it. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I worked at the Rockingham County House of Corrections. Huh. Here you go. You want me on your jury? And I guarantee you, they're going to yeah, they're going to throw you out. Yes. Oh, in a second. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. But, but oh, I've never been to, on a jury before. Okay, I was on a jury once. Yeah. Um, I got thrown off every time. I've I've avoided it a lot, but I was I was caught in once. Yeah. But I never I never used the uh, sorry the the prison as a get out of jail. Card. That's a definitely get out of jail. Yeah, card. that's going to throw me. I thought being a journalist used to be too, but um, they changed that. Well, more. I know people that were are uh, counselors, and they go in, and they go, hey, I'm a you know, I'm a grief counselor. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, a, yeah, and they go, yeah, yeah. You're out of here. But yeah. I have to still drive all the way to Lawrence and that park sucks. the car in the. You know where garage. it is? Have you been there? Yeah, I was there a few years wow. back when someone I knew was getting a divorce. In freaking Dodge, Dodge City, believe me. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place it's to go. It's nuts down there. Anyway. So, anyway. Yeah, another, Good luck. Why don't we take a uh, commercial break then on that note. Um, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Why don't we take a break now? We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers, 
Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft? Or is someone or something looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Saw Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni Wow. What a show we have for you tonight, girls. He's here, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello. Yes. Welcome back to the show, and I'm here <laughs> with uh, my buddy Keith. Keith. Yes. And my my tea mug here today. There he is. Okay. Check him out. Almost life size, as it turns <laughs> yeah, out. No. Yeah. I watched a lot of Keith. I, I watched a lot of Rolling Stones videos today, as it turns out. And him, you know, the new album? expounding on, yeah, that and... Uh, well, there's, there's two good videos from the new album. Yeah, I, I'm more interested in them and then, you know, the new album. But I think it's fascinating when you think about it that the Beatles and the Rolling Stones are on the Billboard Top 10 charts again, 60 years yeah. later. I mean, come on. That's, that's, that's That bizarre. single, Angry, is yeah. nominated for a Grammy, I read. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, hey, hats off to them. I mean, they did it. I mean, how who, who would have thought 60 years ago that this would be happening? But it is happening, and both bands are bigger it's than happening. ever. They're bigger than ever. Who knew? Anyway, thank you, Juan Juan, for being here. Um, also, bet. another big Beatle fan down there in West Virginia. I was going to say Beatle Wig, West Virginia, but I don't want to, you know, start the uh, Civil War again. Switchy, how you doing, Switchy? Really good. Really good. Okay. And I am a Beatle fan. You are a Beatle fan. You're good. Yeah. Oh, you really? Too. Name all four of them. Uh, let's see. Huey, Dewey, uh, Sneezy, <laughs> and Breezy. Okay. See? Anyway, thank you, Switch. Uh, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club, WC. Hey, not, Mac. Not a Beatle fan. Uh, are you a Beatle fan? Yeah, oh, I, of course. Oh, really? I, huh? I, I love the Beatles. They had some great songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And they they also are also with us in the studio, getaway driver slash UFO mechanic. Darwinaldo, what are you putting? What are you doing? You racing for him over there? What no, I, you know I don't gamble. Okay. Cool. Um, hey Mac, what's happening? I'm uh, I'm a Beatles fan too. I yeah okay. I, I just still... actually I just watched the thing on uh, how the Beatles changed the world. Oh yeah, that's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, when you yeah. think about it, they really affected. Mm-hmm. So much. There's that book. There's a, there's a book that's that's taken like 30 years to come out. This guy's writing a three books 
kind of thing on the Beatles. And the first one came out, it was 10 years ago. And I read it, and it was great. It was super duper, but it goes right up into where they go into the recording studio for the first time. So it's just like locked in with, you know, the, the kind of chronological of what happens with them. But he counts 51 different times, 51 different times, that if it had gone yes or no, there would be no Beatles. You know what I mean? Mm. If something didn't happen, there'd yeah. be no Beatles. You know, you, you always hear this history about they went to Hamburg and they did this and they did that and they got thrown out and they used to play 20 hours a day, which is true. They played like 1,900 hours in two years or something. That's why they were so good. That's why they were so tight. But when they came back to England, they were so sick of it, they like broke up. And they were supposed to play at this club, and the club burned down the day they reached you know, reached England again. And they said, you know, broke up, and the guy felt bad. And he says, listen, you want to play at my brother's place or something? They played. They thought it was a dance, but it was the first time people didn't dance. They came up to the stage because they wanted to see them. And, you know, like yeah, the real sure. Beatles were born at that point. But if the guy's place hadn't burned down, yeah, uh, you know, who knows what happened? They'd still be a dance band, you know? So – yeah, it's almost like fate that they. You know. I, I watched the thing where they were talking yeah. about uh, their first um, concert at Shea Stadium, like in 1964, yes. and, yes. and he said that, that set records because there were actually 55,000 people, mm. and it was the first time they used a, a baseball field, you know, a sporting event, uh, you know, venue for a for a concert, yep. and uh, there was an interview with I don't know which one of them I forget which one exactly, uh-huh. but they said that uh, the amps they were using. Were specially made Fox. power. You know, they made, them, you know they made them yep. very, very powerful for Shea Stadium. And he said, normally we were running like twenty watt amps, mm. and they made them hundred watt amps mm-hmm. to do this show. He goes, we could have had ten thousand watt amps, still couldn't hear, and you still never would have heard us. Yeah, because right. he said they were playing it over the. Uh, Loud the PA system, yeah. It, was, it sounded terrible. It didn't make any difference what they sounded like. I know someone who went to go see them at the Boston Garden. Mrs. X, Mrs. Agent X went to go see them. She was like nine years old. And she said it was just from the second they came out to the second they left, Strange. nonstop, nonstop. She says, I saw them. I can't say I heard them. I didn't know what songs they were playing. People were just going nuts. And Same thing in Ed Sullivan. Same on the Ed Sullivan show. Yep. You couldn't hear them. On my birthday. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's nicely re-tape, redone videotapes and stuff of that show now. Yeah, I got we, the DVDs of the, yeah. the, yeah, the remastered the whole, all those Ed Sullivan appearances. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, guess, I think it's the, the complete show. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Davy yeah. Jones and the Monkees was on playing a bit part in Oliver. They had like a scene yeah. from Oliver or something like that. But that's why when you listen to those songs, and you know, they're not the easiest songs to play, not to talk about the Beatles. They're not really easy songs to play. They're not your usual A, G, F, you know, go back to A type thing. Yeah. And and they're intricate. And they're harmonies. One, four, five chord progressions. Right. Not, yep. not, and, not really. And singing and harmonizing at the same time and knowing what you're playing and stuff. But they were no perfect. That's the thing. They just they were perfect because they had spent all this time being, a, you know, a band in Hamburg. It was like they were um, – Boot camp or whatever. So, go ahead, Al. The, the guy that was, I guess, the producer at the uh, Ed Sullivan show said that on the rehearsal, they George was ill, so they asked the producer to stand, stand in, in for him and just you know because it was a rehearsal, and they actually had a picture of uh, Ed Sullivan wearing one of the Beetle wigs, yeah. and they put it on the guy, <laughs> and, and he has pictures of, of him standing there with the Beatles really, yeah. with a guitar, and he said uh, he should have known something was up. Because he said normally the place only holds 
yeah, how many it's people. Very, it's very small. So David okay. Letterman's uh, right. theater, uh, the Late Show with it. Right. So he said there were like, I don't know how many, he said there were probably 5,000 requests for tickets. Take it in, yeah. And he said, at that point I knew something was up because we yeah. never got 5,000 requests. Yeah, yeah. And then they showed up and he said they were really nice and they were good, they were, you know, good to people and they, you know, they didn't act. And the weird thing about them is they're just kids. They're like yeah. 20 years old, 20, 21, yeah. on top of the world, yeah. just writing songs. But listen, now that we're talking about the Beatles, let's just take a second. So the new single came out, one one that was flashing back and forth with, do you like it, don't you like it, don't you? I didn't like Very it at first, but now I like it a lot. I think it's in their top 25 songs. I think what they did, <clears throat> I think what they did was very interesting. They knew that they could just release that as a sappy song, okay? But they really put a real effort into the music behind it. You know, they could have put some shitty synthesizer strings on it or something stupid, but they didn't. You know, it sounds like a Beatles song. It just sounds like a Beatles song. Yeah, it does. And I think it's kind of melancholy in a way. If you watch the ta- if you watch the video, it it makes it look as written by Lennon. You know, so now that I'm passed on, the two people who are still alive remember us and stuff like that. And it really manipulates you to what they want you to think the song is about, though it's impossible that that could possibly have been his motive. But I like it. I think it's really good. It sticks in my head. It's a real Beatles song. You don't like it at first, but then you really kind of can't get it out of your head and listen to it. I listen to it every day. I think it's very, I think mm. the music is very interesting. You don't have to pay more attention to it because just I listen didn't to like it, it again. Yeah. Yep. That was that, but what I didn't I, like a, some a couple of the uh, Hackney Diamonds uh, Stone songs. They're not too, all great. Went back and reviewed it and listened to the record with headphones on and mm-hmm. uh, go, wow. They probably mixed great, but you know, I mean, they, it is. You, Andrew Watt is the producer, and uh-huh. that guy can play too. Yeah. Huh? Uh, everybody, everybody's playing bass. Keith's playing bass. Everybody's oh, playing bass. Because Daryl Jones wasn't there. If, for any of that. Is that right? He's not he's not on the record? He's not on the album oh, at all. He was on the road doing his own gig, yeah. I saw an yeah. interview with him. The, the 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 new guy in the Rolling Stones has been with them what twenty four years or something. He took Bill Wyman's place. When he yeah. was when he was nineteen, he auditioned over the phone for Miles Davis. And Miles <laughs> Davis gave him a job. Now Miles Davis was insane. <laughs> he he, you know, he was just crazy. And to yeah. play with him you had to be unbelievable and in 19 and he hears him over the phone he says be in new york tomorrow and he was with them for years you know and then he goes from yeah. that to the rolling stones so that's amazing also had a good <laughs> life yeah right so yeah that's and and one last thing about it you, know, you always hear these stories with the beatles and the rolling stones adversaries okay and the real story is is that they were really good friends and they used to call yeah. each other and say do you have a record coming out if you have a record coming out we won't put our record out till next month we're not going to step right. on each other's toes, right? Well, flash forward 60 years. All of a sudden, you know, Rolling Stones are on the chart and the Beatles are on the chart. You know they coordinated it. You know they wanted to see that headline and they saw it, you know, in the top 10, Billboard charts. Both bands can't deny it. Yep. You know, and and this Paul is, McCartney was more than happy to play bass in yeah, one of yeah, their songs yeah, called Bite My Head Off. He's on the Stones. <laughs> he's on the Stones, right? <laughs> He's probably the yep, least playing with the stones. He's probably the least cool. The Beatles gave the stones their first hit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I want to be your I man. I want to be your man. Paul McCartney is probably the least coolest Rolling Stone ever, right? I mean, let's face it, you know, he's kind of he's he's not that cool. He's not. <laughs> he's just Paul. He Paul yeah, is Paul and he's getting Yeah, that's away good. With yeah, he's, he's a billionaire, you know, who cares? You he's know, selling but. out everything 
all the time. Yeah. Okay. But I don't like you know, this idea that she's almost she, as big as Taylor Swift. Now, now, ooh, yeah, now, boy, she dumped uh, what's his name pretty quick, huh? Kelsey. <laughs> she did? Yeah, come on, she's. I didn't here. know that. Oh yeah, really? she didn't show up at his third game, and everyone was like, "Where is she? Where is she?" Yeah, he was in Argentina at her concert, and she was. Changing the lyrics of songs to include him. Oh, really? Oh, shit, they yeah, back together? They were holding hands in Argentina. Oh, get on the microphone yeah, now. Al's going to give us the latest. Go no, ahead. I, I saw her the <laughs> other day. She, uh, she's down in Argentina doing her shows, and um, he wasn't there for the first one. Uh-huh. And then he showed up, and so, of course, he's in the uh, with her dad. Uh, oh, really? Oh, of course. You know, on the side of the stage. The, he- the hedge funds. You know. and yeah. So she's doing her thing, thing and at the end... She was singing one song. I don't know. I don't know anything about her music at all. But whatever song she was singing, she changed the some of the last lyrics to but, the guy from the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. Right. Is that his name? <laughs> so that's hard to put into a song. Travis. Well, no, she didn't say Travis Kelsey. She said the guy from the Chiefs or something Ooh, to that effect. Maybe she's hitting homes. You never know. Hey, listen, I don't want to interrupt you, but. We just had a violation of the code. Oh, I saw a tail. Did what? you see it? Is that a tail? Or was that an octopus? Get it, 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 switchy. <laughs> yeah. strike, strike one. Oh, this okay. little guy here? <laughs> Get your hands above the desk. I can't, I can't see it I because of the him. blur effect. <laughs> He's yeah. like, blur that yeah. one. <laughs> let me fix that. <laughs> oh, let me fix that. I'm too. sure Mac wants to get a clearer view. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> oh, no. That's it. All right, here we go. All right, yeah, well. show the cat and blur your face. Oh, oh, oh. Holy <laughs> wow. oh, cow. That's the Twinkies talking. Don't worry, Switchy. <laughs> so listen, are you in the mood? Leave that. Oh, boy, there's so many jokes in there, but I can't say them. Because <laughs> it's a pain in the ass to edit them out, and it's expensive. So we'll leave the kitten jokes out of it. Listen, Switchy. Uh, you have a report for us? Yes, I do. Okay. Let's put it in your bumper down and uh, right here. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the fringe. And go ahead, please, Switchy. What do you have? Uh, I went way back into the archives. Uh, Amazing Stories was a pulp magazine that... uh, uh, Ray Palmer took over uh, in about late 30s or early 40s, and he really changed it around. It was a failing magazine, and uh, it, it was selling thousands of copies. Well, there's a famous issue. Uh, it's dated June 1947. It actually came out in April, and it was it's famous because of the Shaver mystery. This was uh, we talked a lot about the Shaver mystery before. Uh, Richard Shaver claimed he had been imprisoned by the Darrow, an evil race of degenerate uh, beings uh, deep beneath the earth that would send rays out to uh, create all kinds of havoc and destruction. But uh, there there was something in here. Now, this actually came out a few months before the first, uh, uh, well, the Kenneth Arnold sighting, but the the first uh, view of uh, flying saucers, UFOs in the media. And uh, there was a, uh, a writer named Vincent Gaddis. He uh, he was a Fordian. He would write these uh, these great articles for amazing stories uh, about uh, the unknown. And uh, he also wrote a book called Mysterious Fires and Lights, which we uh, talked about before, because in there he covers the uh, uh, the the great Chicago fire. And, uh, you know, the, the nonsense about Mrs. O'Leary's cow 
knocking a lantern over and starting this fire. Turns out it was much, much more mysterious and the fires went all over the U.S. But anyway, in this particular issue, uh, before the flying saucer stories broke, he wrote an article called Visitors from the Void. And his source was uh, a guy named Tiffany Thayer. He was the uh, head of the Fortune Society. And he collected, uh, you know, essentially UFO reports over the years. And so Vincent Gaddis in this article deals with, with uh, uh, strange things in the sky from roughly 1932 to about 1945. And here's some examples. Well, he, he starts off the article by saying, there have been signs and symbols and objects in the skies described as snakes, swords, lights, and rockets, and even slow-moving meteors. I remember Charles Fort used to talk about that. October 11th, 1931. Uh, now, this is we were reported from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Where? Back then. Uh -huh. There was a, 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 they saw a blimp or a dirigible something. Uh, it, it fell to the earth in flames. It crashed in the hill south of Point Pleasant, which would make it uh, around uh, Gallipolis Ferry. And that's actually where John Keel would, would go down years later to view the strange lights that were going overhead in uh, in, in the Ohio Valley. Um now, also, uh, the, the guy that, that saw this, he was watching this this strange craft through uh, field glasses, and it looked like there were some, actually some, uh, it burst into flames. It looked like there were people that actually parachuted out. Uh, it was about 100 to 150 feet long, and they, they sent uh, a party uh, uh, to uh, a search party, several search parties out to try and find the, the wreckage, but they never found anything. Listen, I just want to interrupt here for a second. If you were, if this was a TV show, oh. The cat just showed us the best part of it. Get that thing. Get <laughs> oh, that thing. Get that don't, out don't of it. Don't worry about that. It wow. Is picture. Wow. And he's blurring out, which is, makes it even extra weird. <laughs> what, do you got food there? You, you must have food there. Do you, Switchy? Uh, if, no, just a partial cup of coffee. Look at him. All right. But this is Keel, by the way. He, yeah. uh, he loves me. He heard his name. Yep. He, he heard his name. Okay. All That's right. It. Funny ones. Now the, uh, okay. the 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 search parties didn't find anything. The uh, okay. uh, the uh, military place in Akron, Ohio, said all the naval blimps were safe in their hangars. So that wasn't the source. Uh, in the 1920s, uh, John Keel talked about a. Uh, uh, we, we've talked about this before, but just briefly, he talked to a uh, a reporter that was uh, uh, he was active in the 19, 1920s. And they saw a strange craft go over. It was like a like an airplane without wings. And it hmm. went down in the hills somewhere around there. Hmm. And they uh, sent out a search party. They did find this thing. And uh, there were some uh, people there that some of them they thought might be Asian. And then there were others uh, of, of uh, that they thought maybe were Caucasian. Hmm. And they just said, well, you know, it's uh, we're, we're going to make a full report on that. We're, we're, we just had some uh, engine trouble, and they're going to take off. Just another really strange case. Yeah, yeah. It even kind of includes a, a man in black encounter. Mm. Um, but uh, on uh, December 29th, 1932, there was a tri-motor airplane. They had mm -hmm. gone down mm -hmm. uh, in, in, the, in, in the woodland nearby. Um, and this was near Brunswick, New Jersey. And it was completely silent. It had lights that were blinking, mm. and it disappeared behind the hills. And again, search party, and they didn't, they didn't find anything. Okay. Now there's um, two cats. Are you saying a tri-motor uh, airplane? Airplane? That, that's what they. That's what a says, a tri tri-motor. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. This. Yeah, go ahead, please. Wait a minute. Okay. Isn't that where the Hindenburg was? It's around that area, right? Yeah, New Brunswick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, all all the uh, nearby planes, uh, commercial planes, and, and uh, private oh. planes were accounted for. Um, <laughs> Juan Juan has his cap. <laughs> oh, I thought oh, that's a CN. That's his hairy and hand. This, I thought he was holding and, a and cat. Then, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I thought uh, Juan Juan had a uh, cat, but it's actually his ha- extra hairy hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no tell. The uh, Gaddis talks about an event that we've talked about before that plane over New York City in 1933 oh, yeah. and that uh, horrific yep. snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. That's they could tell it was circling and circling, and they put searchlights up. They they would had uh, you know uh, scouts out, and uh, they were trying to make contact, and it never landed. Never I mean, landed. It, just, it just vanished. Yep, yep. That that story, which is in uh, McElroy's Haunted Universe on Seal Everywhere, it's a va- fascinating story because what, what did it happen, 1938 or something like that, Switchy? 1933. Okay, so it was the first – era of the skyscrapers in Manhattan, okay? This is like really people, you know, going to work on the 40th floor and that type of stuff. And all of a sudden, and they're the people who see this airplane flying around, trying to, you know, trying to like wiggle its wings or have some kind of communication with the with the ground. And I guess they heard it, you know, and, and just circle for, for hours and hours and then it vanishes. And they all they have to do is contact every airport within 100 miles. Nope. No crashes, no planes missing, no people no. missing, nothing. But hundreds of people saw it. They're looking out their windows of these skyscrapers. It's the same. Going, uh, flying almost lower than the building themselves in Manhattan. Yeah, nutty. That's a nutty story. Never never solved. And then uh, Vincent, Vincent Gaddis mentions briefly the uh, phantom planes over Scandinavia, which you've written about before, oh, yeah. in yep. the early 30s. Yep. Uh, the bizarre, uh, the, the first one was uh, seen on December 31st, 1933. Uh, from uh, Stockholm, and uh, there were many, many witnesses, and they saw these things over Norway, Sweden, and Finland, and they never figured out where they were coming from, where their base was. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of them had, I don't know how many different propellers on them. They were they were huge, eight, eight, yeah, and they would send eight. these these searchlights down in these little towns way up in northern Sweden. Yeah. How strange is that? And uh, in March of the 1935, vaping. an object resembling a, a giant glowing snake was yes. seen over southern Norway and Denmark. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Scrivanger newspaper uh, gave a, a, a description of the of this aerial phenomenon. A similar object was seen three different times over the city of Alta, Brazil, Brazil. In, in December and July of mm. 1935 and 1937. Mm. Uh, all kinds of bizarre stuff in the yeah, sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, again, New York City, 1935. A uh, plane started having... Uh, uh, some trouble with their engines going out in one, one particular area as if a, a mystery ray was stopping their airplane motors. Several planes were flying over New York City when they heard a certain spot, the, the plane would stall temporarily. And it was so they never did figure out what it was or what the source was. On July 20th, 19, 1937, a, a mysterious plane was seen over Hendon Aerodome in the uh, heart of London. Okay. Many witnesses two nights later uh, saw the, uh, but then they were seen by many witnesses two nights later. The the British uh, steamer Rene was, was 500 miles off Cape Cod, Uh-oh. saw a mysterious plane flying east, and there were no transatlantic uh, flights at Back that time. Hmm. Wow. So where did it come from? You know who was who was piloting it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's December. That's, okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that's a very it's a, it's an odd. Um, by the way, we just had it maybe a Bob the Ghost uh, situation here. I was out checking it out. Oh, really? Yep. Mm. 
He hasn't come back yet. I saw him leave abruptly. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there it might have been my cat uh, right. that spooked him. What? Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yes, okay. All right, yeah, there could be someone in the building. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was going to say this. I'll cut it here. Um, the coast of um, off of Massachusetts, Nantucket, off of Long Island and stuff, they're, you know, aeron- aeronautically they're kind of close together. It's a very strange part of the world because there's been very odd airplane crashes in that part of the world. First of all, JFK Jr., that's where he crashed. That 747 that blew up on its way to Europe and you never really found out what that was about, that's where that crashed. And about a year before, there was an Egyptian airline, I believe it was a jumbo jet, that also crashed right out there, and it, and it it had on board like I don't know three hundred Egyptian generals. You think they want to get wow. rid of those guys in one fell swoop? Yeah, it's very strange stuff has happened kind of off there. It's almost like a mini uh, Bermuda Triangle. But anyway, go ahead, switch. Uh, in December of nineteen thirty nine, a Finnish newspaper reported a ball of fire which grew in size, and it, it was seen at midnight, and then it changed uh, form to, and changed to a, a brilliant red color. From, from a brilliant red color to white. Yes, yes. And it was seen for about a half hour duration. And then it morphed into a, a shining object resembling a human. Mm, mm. They're very bizarre. Uh-huh. Uh, strange, uh, strange light, May 10th, 1944, uh, Mexico, Missouri. Um, the, uh, it, this, this thing moved up and down and from side to side and, and then sometimes moved in a circle. Uh-huh. Again, this is, you know, this is before the what we think of as the era of flying saucers. So 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 um, I mean these things are they do they appear to be made on earth? Some I mean? of it just seems to be some kind of natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, on the other hand, you get this this hardware, these uh these airplanes and and uh and Things that seem like airplanes, but they have no wings. Yeah, yeah, stuff uh, like that. You know, yeah. it's so it it seems like there's there's more than one answer to some of these things. Do you think that people are uh, uh, how should I say this? I don't want to say seeing things, but see why would why would a group of people see the same thing? You know what I mean? Why would a group of people right. see the same mirage or whatever? Uh, go ahead, please switch. Although sometimes a group group of people will not see the same thing. There'll be some kind of phenomena there, but they some don't see it and some see something different. See, doesn't that so, indicate, though, that there are some people who are just kind of, um, you know, they have the ability to see this stuff? You know what I mean? And some people don't. I mean, doesn't that answer that question? If some, It's like, well, a lot of people saw the uh, Sundance at Fatima, but not everybody. But I don't know. Anyway, go on, please. Switchy. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no problem. Uh, in Chicago, the uh, uh, they reported something that was uh, by uh, some astronomers apparently saw this. Uh, they th- said whatever this was had to be man-made. They, they but they kind of described it as a ball of fire. It was seen over uh, Indiana and Illinois and Ohio. It moved too fast for a plane and too slow for a meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven p.m. on the evening of June first, nineteen forty-five, something sped to the skies over Morganton, North Carolina. Moving northwest, it was tubular in shape. So just another yeah. uh, cigar-shaped object. Yes, and uh, again, it was you know, very unconventional. Uh, it was only it wasn't very long. It was only about five or six feet long, hmm. and left a blue streak behind it, some kind of exhaust or, or something. Yes, yes. And it looked to be made out of aluminum, and then disappeared. In uh, 
1945, one of the last uh, reports from Scandinavia took place uh, on July 8th. Uh, the shake resembled a bird. It moved at great speed over uh, Vesterbottom. Yes, sounds right. <laughs> I think I got that right. Uh, uh, Sweden and about uh, 10,000 feet. Yes. And on November 29th, 1945, Modesto, California, a flaming object exploded and then uh, transformed into a ball of fire, mm -hmm. moving at about 800, estimated at about 800 miles an hour. It was seen in uh, western Nevada five hours later. Mm. Obviously, not a meteor. They don't take yeah. that long. Yeah, so right. this was this was kind of an interesting article to go back and see. This is, uh, you know, some of this is like classic uh, UFO literature, but it's it, it was actually written a few months before the, the big Kenneth this, Arnold site. Yeah, so yeah. It was, and and, and uh, to top it off, it's in the uh, classic issue. Uh, they covered the Shaver mystery. It had all those articles by, and, and by then the Shaver mystery was just, uh, it was, it was, the, the interest was, was just off the charts. And uh, Palmer sold thousands of magazines with that. That's the guy who uh, got messages through his acetylene torch. I just and I then, always I, I when I hear that I always think of the first Superman episode. The first Superman episode was Superman and the Mole Men, right? And he goes down yeah. into the earth with a bunch of little people and they're trying to take over and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Huh. Through the assembling torch. That's funny. Uh wow, switchy. I love that kind of stuff because it's like, well, listen, UFO I mean UFOs just became, you know, the word for it. That's all. Flying sauces became the word after Kenneth Arnold. But between Kenneth Heinle and Roswell, there was two weeks. And during those two weeks, like thousands, thousands of UFOs were seen, flying saucers were seen over the, over the United States. And not just people seeing them from the ground. Airline pilots started seeing them. For some reason, once the idea was planted in people's minds, people started seeing them everywhere, you know. And and, and then Roswell was like the, the punchline that never worked, you know. Oh, yeah, we got one that crashed. Whoop, no, we don't. Go on, switch. Uh, that's that's actually the end of my report. All right, let's clap for Switchy. Very it good. might be a it might be a drunk and sleepily crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just funny. I I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier today too. Is that you know we people back in biblical times they'd see stuff and it's a flaming shield in the sky. You know what I mean? People right. in the 1400s see something they, and they see cannonballs. You you right. see what's happening around you. You know what I mean. People in the eighteen eighties saw airships, you know, and, and then flying. Now we see things that look like tic tacs. I mean, you see what what's around. You know what I mean. It's like um, I don't know. It, it's almost like they they age with us. They get more modern. With They're us. adapting to our culture. Yeah, what that, we see, mm. they'll develop. I guess <laughs> what what we see. They'll yeah they'll turn into because we they know well see I mean if they were probes from another planet they know they're getting away with it because we don't know what they are and they've been around for you know history mankind right I'm surprised there hasn't been an airship that looks like a football with laces right. because that's part of our culture that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah but yes yeah, cigar shaped is interesting well I think they change depending on our what we know so. You know, back then they didn't they didn't understand what a an airship of any sort was. So they to them it was mm. you know a uh, you know something flying by a sub. When did you have, when did cigars you know? Well, yeah, you know, cigar but, shaped is cigar yeah. shaped, you know. But they didn't have cigars back in uh, you know the caveman days. Didn't no, they just figured it was some elongated yeah, thing. You know, maybe, on, you know? maybe club is right. 
It was phallic in nature. And remember, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, encounters, these alleged encounters with aliens, and the the fact that uh, they give messages that are nonsense, or essentially they're lying. Like disinformation. Yeah, it's Um, funny. Uh, but I, one thing I, 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 part of that report I left out was report I left out was uh, if you uh, remember that uh, there were some military people that were getting messages from a Ouija board and they went AWOL. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Know, the um, yeah, followed. they were in Germany and they they all fled to Myrtle Beach or someplace. Well, they some some <laughs> of the same kinds of messages and deceptions with the Space Brothers mm. that come from allegedly a, a landing and somebody actually talking to somebody mm. yes. or channeling or automatic writing, but they also come out of the Ouija board. So, wow! You know, and it's uh, Phil uh, George Hunt Williamson was uh, one supposedly one of the witnesses that's uh, Adamski and the and the landing where he talked to the Venusian. Yes, and some years later he started. He wrote a book called uh, The Saucers Speak. And supposedly they had a group of uh, of ham radio operators that were uh, communicating with the, the aliens. Mm. Well, it turns out that I, th- I think the ham radio stuff was more of a literary device, and they were actually using things like automatic writing and yes. Ouija boards to make those connections. So. There, we should do a story on these people because this happened a while ago. They were a intelligence unit in Germany <clears throat> uh, for, the I believe, the U.S. Army people. This has gone back at least 20 years. And they got into this thing where they were um, playing with a Ouija board, and they believed that the Ouija board was sending them messages, and 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 they believed it so much they all, I think, went AWOL. There was five of them. I think two of them were women, very attractive women, if I remember correctly. And I, this was like a book you know, being written right in front of you. They tracked them down in Myrtle Beach where they had started their own kind of thing, kind of cult, kind of church or whatever. And uh, they arrested them. They arrested them for being AWOL and for also uh, mishandling of classified documents. And then it kind of went away, which is what you'd expect. But it's funny that you get five people. Use the intelligence units. These guys are kind of, you know, these people are kind of on top of things, you know, Agent X being the uh, exception. And that you would that you would be, you know what I mean, the, you'd have more, I don't know, common sense that, you know, knowing that a Ouija board wouldn't tell you to go AWOL. And uh, because they they believed what they believed was that there were other people controlling the nuclear weapons of the superpowers. I believe it was something like that. It was like really kind of out there, baby, you know. But um, yeah, strange. It's strange how you can get five people to get it, get together to do anything. You have a hard time putting a card game together. You're gonna get you know five people to <laughs> you know what I mean. So wow, Switchy. Okay, thanks, Switch. My pleasure. Hey, listen, Switch. Would you ever grow your hair long and grow your beard long? He would look biblical. This is uh, <laughs> it's about as long. I, I'm I'm way overdue for a haircut. This no. is about as long as it gets. Then the same oh, hang on. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, well, so I, I try to keep myself cleaned up a little bit. You know. Do you really? Yeah. You do look distinguished, though. He does do. look distinguished, right? Every time I look at him, though, it looks like he's having. He has the top part of a Spider-Man costume on. It's just the way the shadows hitting that red. Right. Yeah. How do you do that with the That's web it. shooter? There you go. Uh, so listen, we're going to take the quickest break ever right now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show, Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. 
Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show uh, we've had for you tonight. A uh, very complex show, but uh, that's how we'd like it. One one is with us. Lots of nooks and crannies. That's uh, a uh, English Lots muffin. Lots of facets. Uh, uh, yes, okay, reference, okay. Yeah. Do we, uh, uh, like a, it's say, like a hackney diamond. It's just all over the place. you know what hackney diamonds are? Yes. What? Tell us. It's when... Uh, a smash, and, a smash and grab. They bust into a, a store of some sort yeah, right. after getting hammered and knackered. And, into a jewelry uh, store. In, in the town of Hackney. Yeah, they break into stores and the p- little pieces of glass on, on yeah. the uh, street are called Hackney Diamonds. That's right. And the Stones chose How to, clever is that? Yes. <laughs> do we eat, Name an album after it. Do you uh, eat English muffins every day, you? Yeah. Do you really? English, English muffins, bagels. Do they make you eat uh, English muffins? I do like uh, uh, fish and chips, but I haven't had fish and chips. Well, I'm yeah, backing I, off the fish and chips because there's so much fatty, really, you know, breading, not breading, but, you know, the, the batter that they dunk them in, and it's it's tasty, but it's, like, too much sometimes. You know what uh, W.C. Field said that I introduced everyone? Uh, and uh, also, Club is here. Uh, Club, how you doing, Club? Sorry. Doing ex- I'm doing excellent, as I, I told you earlier. And I, uh, I agree with one. This is very complex tonight. Yes. I just you saw know, We uh, just heard from uh, Switch, you know, really was uh, got me thinking a lot. Really? Thinking a lot? I'm not sure about what, but it's got okay. me thinking. That's good. Just as long as you're thinking. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's a college course. When, when Switchy gives his report, it's like a college course. So you go, man, really? I got to take notes. There you go. Switchy, I'm sorry I didn't. I, I'm sorry I introduced you. And uh, behind club, are you going? Oh, he'll get over it. Am I going to oh, get another <laughs> letter? Right. You know, you got to you got to throw club a bone every once in a while. Oh, wait, no, 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 wow, yeah, wow. you ruined his night now that I uh, <laughs> was introduced before. Wow. Don't wow. worry about it. We were talking about fish earlier, fish and chips. You know why W. C. Fields didn't eat fish? Because the no, uh, no. Excuse me. Hang on. Do you know why D- W. C. Fields didn't drink water? Because what the fish did in it? Fish, fish do stuff in it. Fish, bada boom. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Do we start? Right, we might start again. Let's, should we start again? No, I can't. Okay. Right. So anyway, wow, here we are. So we've had uh, quite a night. Um, we've talked about uh, different kinds of uh, UFOs. We've talked about how the guy who was in charge of the country's UFO office, let's call it what it is, resigned. So who's the new guy? He's going to be some guy named Ted Phillips, which is my pharmacist's name, as it turns out. 
Hmm. Does anyone get that joke? Yeah, what are his credentials? <laughs> the, the odd thing is, one, you know, when they in, in the right up here, they introduce them. There's no background on him. Nothing. Oh, okay. So okay, maybe cool. he's an alien. I don't know. Some schmuck from college. Yeah. So listen, if uh, well, you know, if 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 some alien civilization sent probes to this, you know, a planet, would they need people on the ground? The kind of you know what I mean? Is this whole alien the work? public relations officer? You know, hang, well, or to throw out that disinformation in case we get caught. Let's face it. They, if this is the truth, if this is the alien probes, not not. You know, craft that have being inside them, but they're, they're probes. They've done a great job. I mean, if they do have people inside them, you know, not being found out, right? They've, yeah. they've not been found out. They've they, they've a perfect record of not being, uh, you know, proven to exist. And that's, I guess, the way it's supposed to be. I don't know. But um, it's the hiding in plain sight, the disguises that they use. Yeah, yeah. Are just uh, optical illusions or. Mind probes or whatever. It's just uh, we're here, but we're not here. Used to, the Air Force in the early 50s used to blame it on people who were having hallucinogenic episodes and religious zealots. Imagine that. Imagine saying religious that these days. Zealots. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Anyway. Wow, huh? Yeah. So we well, ever know. That's the thing. I think these days people are kind of looking at more of a scientific point of view, but we had high hopes for this office in 2018, and uh, so far nothing, you know. So... Anyway, listen. I'm gonna let's go around the table and um, thank everyone. Raven wasn't able to stay with us, busy schedule. But I want to thank uh, Ronaldo. Thanks oh. for joining us tonight. Oh, glad to be here, Mac. And, we uh, glad to supply the uh, the ride home. The ride home, as it turns out. Oh, you're driving tonight? Did, yeah, I, yeah. I had to drive the clown car back, and so he's driving. You know, he's yep. he's the wheel man. Um, okay. We talked about flying cars earlier on the show in an earlier segment. I'm going to predict that flying cars will be something. In 10 years, seeing a flying car is going to be not so uh, not not so um, random. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, just like electric cars now. I think, yeah, they'll be, you know, yeah. but they'll be more noticeable. And the whole idea of them, how they don't, how, I know the, how, you know, how they're not going to crash into each other at, you know, 600 feet. I understand that. Yeah, the whole avoidance stuff now is very, very big. But, geez, that stuff goes wrong, too. Anyway. Um, but it's Amazon's dream come true because yeah. all you see on this road these days are these white vans and Amazon vans, and they're just constantly mm -hmm. delivering stuff to people. It's you know, people don't leave their houses anymore, you know, it's kind of strange. You know, what's going to be interesting is what are the porch pirates going to do when the Amazon trucks aren't coming around and everything being dropped by drone? Yeah, well, how are they going to know? How they going to well, the, the, the drone's going to drop it. You're, everyone's going to have to find a space in their house that the drone is going to have to zoom in on. You're gonna have to, you know, give that a target. Yeah, right. give that info to. Uh, it's probably gonna be GPS. Give and that info. Have to paint it, an Amazon logo target. In the yes, yard. yeah, yeah. Like in their backyard. Yes. The porch pirates aren't gonna see it on the front porch. So how <laughs> yeah, are they gonna steal right. your stuff? What's gonna prevent someone from like you know stealing the drone as it's dropping it off? It's gotta to have to land. They can't just drop. Stuff. No, I don't think it actually lands. I think it just it gets within a few feet and lets it go. So and it's it's packed later. that well. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, about 25 years ago, remember boxes used to be in such short supply? You'd go crazy trying to find boxes if you had to move or something now. If you, yeah. had, a, if you had a box <laughs> the, company. The, card, the great cardboard shortage. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, think of the billions that people are making just in boxes that Amazon buys because uh -huh. everything comes in a box. You know, a box that's about Cardboard 10. Cardboard recycling is unbelievable. It's, right? un it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's got to be a huge business. It has to be. Yeah. 
Thanks oh. for that bald-headed prick, uh, Jeff Bezos. Hey, listen. <laughs> Bezos. He's got more money. Is he, the, is he the richest guy in the world? Could be. Did you see the? I, think I so. hate to be like this. I know I'm objectifying stuff, but did you see the girl that he left his wife for? I mean, that he no. left eighty billion dollars for. Okay, they Google it and you'll understand. Okay. Anyway, uh, thank you, uh, Al. Thank you, uh, Club. Thanks, Club. Club. You know, Mac. <laughs> I'm. I'm uh, I was just doing a little research, and I wasn't. I was listening, but go ahead, go in ahead. response to one uh, one. Yes. You wanted to know about Tim Phillips. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, I got to tell you, there's not much on about this guy, mm. except that there was a, a, there is a Tim Phillips who was involved in Congress. He was like a... Uh, a, a congressman or something? No, he he was... Uh, I'll tell you, anyways, uh, it's, it's concerning me, and I'm going to check it out more. I'll let you know next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he was in some uh, organization politically connected... Yes, with yes. Congress. Well, he's going to want founder of a CEO of Beyond Conflict, oh, a nonprofit organization that works for community leaders, and then it's tied into some of these political organizations. Yeah, so, yeah. boy, was, I hope this isn't the guy because then that's really a joke. That's a lobbying firm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lobbying firm. He, uh, he, has he to be. was involved in fact-finding missions oh. to Central America for oh, U.S. policymakers. Vacations. Uh, Paid for you know, a dime. I, I, uh, we'll, we'll I'm keep just it. really bothered by there was no other Tim Phillips in Google that and, and he'll um, like you know maybe, maybe if he has a, if he has a connection to J. Allen Hynek, who I think that some like Tom Hanks or somebody who's kind of serious about should make a really good movie about J. Allen Hynek and and, uh, and not Spielberg but someone who's kind of serious about it because this guy had a fascinating life. We talked about him earlier on the show. You know, he did a complete flip-flop when he saw evidence of things that, you know, we're not of here, you know. So, anyway. Um, so Anyways, this guy is, a, to me, if, the, if he's the one that's going in there, he's just a political appointee, and that tells you how little yeah. they care for that. I, I hope I'm wrong. I'll do some research. And he's going to shut up. Show. He's going to play but the I'm game. Really, you, know? Uh, that, you know, I was really big on that agency, and now, boy, yeah. oh, boy. Uh, thank you, Club, for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, I, I enjoyed uh, tonight. It went by very nice. Nice, complex re, uh, night. <laughs> I almost yes. said complicated, but I did. Switchy, thank you for joining us. And Many rivers you. to cross, as uh, they sang. Switchy. My pleasure. Great if, to be here. If we paid you, how about if we paid you $10 a month not to get your hair cut? What would he look like in 10 months? Would it be worth it? When he looked like uh, Moses or something. I thought you were going to say ten bucks a month so that his cat doesn't show up on. Oh, the that screen. too. Yeah, yeah. Let's double that. <laughs> I don't want to pile on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Club never wants to pile on. Thank you, Switchy. We appreciate it. One, one. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Did I thank you? One. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay. The did. engine's running. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Those pets. Two in what? Eight. Yep. Two, two and eight. 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 Yeah. Two and eight, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belichick's rumored to go. They got a bye week. They say they're going to trade Belichick to the to, to Washington during the season. Trade the coach for someone. I mean, it's going to be Washington's like best guy or something like that. And they're going to they're going to you know this is going to be like the big news plus of the next two weeks. It plus a draft. I don't think it's going to happen. No, it's not. Gonna I don't happen think that's fantastic. So anyway, we'll find out. Uh, let me see. Let me take the. Uh, let me do the uh, plugs. Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is an organization uh, that 
uh, raises money for our veterans that have been wounded in combat after 9-11. That would be the Afghan war, the Iraqi war. Uh, these are folks who came home and uh, they're missing a limb or whatever. And um, Home Strike Troops builds homes for them that are more adapted to their needs. That means not many stairs, lower kind of space, things like that. And then when they're done, they uh, tear up the mortgage, they give them the keys. It's their home forever. And they can go out and rejoin society and they don't have that uh, you know headache of a mortgage payment hanging over their head every month. Um, this is Home Strike Troops. Uh, 90 cents in your, of your dollar goes directly to our veterans. And... Um, uh, that's very high in the charity biz. We went down to one of the houses down in Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts down near the Cape. Really nice, super duper nice. Um, this is, the, I think that was their 284th house they had built. But the problem is, is the waiting list is a thousand uh, names long. So, Homes for Truth, please wow. Google them, uh, you know, for this Christmas. And uh, that's it. I just want to say, as I said last week, we have to remember these days. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I love those. Those orange oh, cupcakes yeah. by Hostess. Okay, those I love. I'm they having were, a feast tonight. They were very hard to get in my in my area, Dorchester, for some reason. We were just discriminated against. I just want to tell you, oh, 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 oh Lana Dunes also. Lana Dunes are my favorite shortbread cookies. That's unbelievable. Munchy food. Yes. Okay. What else do you have there? What else do you have? But this is going to be like devil dogs or something. We gotta go. Good old favorite. Oh, the good dog. old double dogs. Double D's. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Huh. And and and. Oh, Cape they Cod that chips. Wow, oh, you're killing yes. us, man. Keep how's <laughs> he do this? I mean, oh, I'm eating cucumber slices for lunch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So, Wow, wow. You get everything but the joint. Yeah, I'm really baby. full tonight. I yeah, stocked up recently because I guess I'm expecting more company. There you go. I want to go over your house uh, during a football yeah. game or just That'd be fun. watch a You're movie. always welcome. Watch, we'll watch, watch the, the Patriots Commandments lose. see what we can put yeah. down. <laughs> um, I just want to say, okay. I always enjoy snacking during the Ten Commandments. Wow, the Ten Commandments, yikes. Ever see the, uh, what was it, the uh, History of the World? Mel Brooks, yeah. he's, he's holding 20 yeah. of them, and he, like one falls, he goes, eh, we'll call it 10. <laughs> I just want to say these days, crazy days, you got to keep in mind that, that and we brought this up last week, okay? We have to remember that John McCain was, he was a hero, right? He's not a loser. And no matter what happens, you have to keep that in mind, okay? He's an American hero, a war hero, not a loser. And until you hear us next time, this is Max for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. And now, please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. seen her face I pray she's doing fine I still recall our sad last day how it hurt so bad to see her cry 
Love reached out and touched me, stopped me in my tracks. Cross my heart, cause it's true. I'm nothing without you. Cross my heart, cause it's true. I'm nothing without, without you. When the storms are raging and the seas are high. When the cannons fire across the smoky sky And the castles crumble and the angels cry Cross my heart cause it's true I'm nothing without you Cross my heart cause it's true It's true. I'm nothing without you. Cross my heart, 'cause it's true.
What?